Right, hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Blockbeat Pod. I'm Josh, with me as always is my co-host Jack Phillips. Hi there. And second co-host Bradley Fuller. Hello. How are we doing, boys? Tired, mate. It is the crack of dawn here in the UK. The sun isn't even up. It's nine o'clock. I can't believe I'm up this early on a Saturday. Nine o'clock is not the crack of dawn. It is on a Saturday. No, don't be a whim. Anyway, this week we are up bright and early on a Saturday to talk about utopia. Jack Phillips. In a word? Oh, if I was really clever, I would have said that the uh, the word that the doctor said. I can't remember what it says. Indomitable. Um, indomitable, that's it. Yes, there you go, indomitable. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Googling it. Indomitable, sorry. Uh, is impossible to subdue or defeat. Yeah, there you go. Okay, fair enough. Brad, in a word? Uh, cliffhanger. Okay, fair enough. I, it's I, an I interesting think I, word, but yeah. Both of you have popped it up. Not our usual description. <laughs> Worth pointing out here that Brad hasn't bothered watching this episode. That's quite interesting. Oh, I just not had the time, all right. Just not, I remember it throughout. I might accidentally just, oh, I need to be careful sometimes. I don't want to say some things that happen in the next one. I'm getting them confused. Very good. But, um, no, I can't, I can't do that because this one is purely all just at the end of the world, isn't it? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. All we know is, it, spoiler yeah. alert, it ends with him regenerating. He's the master, yeah, yeah. and he's disappeared yeah. off into we don't know where. Yeah, all good. I'm with you. I remember. There we go. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So before we jump in, let's just hop on over to Who News. How are we doing over here, guys? I think we've all got one piece of news this week. Bradley, do you want to start? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if this is this is 100% confirmed, to be fair, but um, there are rumours that uh, Stephen Moffat has written episode three of the new series. Ooh. And he has, yeah, exciting news, because I know you'd like that. Um, and apparently, I I saw the pic. There's a picture that went with this news, and it's a picture of um, the Angels episode. You know, with a uh, with River. Yeah. And it said that he's bringing back the clerics. Are they the soldiers? They must be, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought, but but yeah, apparently that's what's happening. He's bringing them back for episode three of the new series. Interesting, because that's an infamously bad episode or two parter. So I wonder what. Decision there, uh, not great. Yeah. Always good to see the edges. That'll be. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Even mm. that. I haven't seen anything of that. No, yeah. I think I think for absolutely sure I would like to see that. Uh, JP, you got anything to ask? Uh, it's it is Doctor Who related, but it's not really Doctor Who related. Of course, we all know. Uh, Brad and I watched Chris Chibnall's very first Doctor Who episode a couple of weeks ago. Without you, um, I see this morning that he is writing a new comedy. I think it's about Catherine like Birth or something like that. Like the lead okay. up to that. But uh, apparently it's going to be a comedy. No idea how that's going to turn out. If there's anything like 42, it's going to be wank on toast. But um, 42 uh, wasn't that bad. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the best. That would be quite interesting. Any idea what it's called or who's in it or anything yet? Uh, hold on. One last push. That's what it's called. And no, no idea who's in it. I'll look that up. That sounds quite. I'd give it a watch. I'd give it a try. Why not? Um, yeah, that sounds like your cup of tea. They're not kind of cup of tea, don't it, really? Yeah, I love women in labour. Um, I've got nothing really for the news. Billy Piper's coming out in a new show about the Prince Andrew interview. She's being cast as the oh, journalist really? that wrote the book about the interview and how it was set up and everything. Worth what she looks fit as always, though. Billy Piper, she's just getting better with age. Was there anything else? No, I think that's about it for Who News. Anything to add, boys? No, no nothing else. That's the only, as I said, one was kind of sort of Doctor Who related. No, I think it's that's good enough. <laughs> uh, right, 
let's jump into then Utopia. I'm just going to say straight off the bat, fucking hell, best episode yet. I was hooked re-watching this. JP, what did you think? Oh, mate, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I just, again, I just, there's so many little things that all add up towards the, I guess, what you would call the climax of the episode. Like right yeah. at the end with the, um, you know, kind of with the master. But Spoiler alert. It's very well written. <laughs> it is very well written. Did you see it coming? Uh, I didn't up until the part where I think the master started crying at some point. He's listening to Jack and the Doctor talk. Yeah. And he, he just like, it, it's just like straight away when um, I, I got suspicious when they got the TARDIS and they moved the TARDIS in. And I'm like, why is he looking at it like that? He, like he must know what the TARDIS is. And then it's when he starts talking, like, you know, he, he's overhearing a conversation between Jack and the Doctor. He starts crying. And I'm like, nah, he's he's got to be like a Time Lord or something like that. When you saw the watch, did you think it was the little boy from Love, actually? Yes. <laughs> I thought that. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I completely <laughs> did. And that's that's why I put I, I put him over saying, wait, he was found naked with that watch around his neck. So I was like, well, hold on a minute. Is, is that not the boy from Love, actually? But no, it's, it looks like a different boy. Yeah, I... But let's just, what a fucking amazing concept, right? You introduce this whole thing about rewriting biology. And then, of course, someone is going to hide from the time war and make themselves human. That This entire series is so perfectly crafted. It's fucking amazing. Um, but let's run through it beat by beat. We stop off to refuel the TARDIS in Cardiff. As we do. The last time he ever stops off to refuel in Cardiff, I think. That's it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Captain Jack is back, and he's never looked better. By the way, yeah, I was I was going to say. I mean, you know, seeing as he's what well, aged like a hundred, hundred and fifty years, he's not looking bad, is he? He's not looking bad at all. This is obviously the last time, the first time you've seen him since Christopher Eccleston's last. That's the last time we saw him, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Well, that that's the thing. I I couldn't believe that the last time we saw him was when Christopher Eccleston was the Doctor. Yeah, in his final episode. It has been yeah. nearly two whole seasons since we've seen him when he came back. Uh, what did you think of him in this episode? I thought he was really good, to be honest. He, uh, To be honest, he seems to be a bit different now, I guess, in the fact that I think they're playing on a, on a different character arc because his character arc before was redemption, wasn't it? You know, he was a bit of a... Well, he, 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 was, a, he was a kind of a bit of a liar and a cheat and everything <laughs> like that. And now I feel like his redemption is going to be... Because the Doctor asks him, do you want to die? Mm, mm. And I feel like that's going to be the thing that they're going to play on. Interesting, interesting. And he's got Bradley, his signature World War II long swooshy coat. Yeah, classic. Did, just Absolutely. a question, actually. Yeah. Um, Torchwood has started at this time, hasn't it? Yeah, so this episode aired... The week released, after... isn't it, from an episode? Yeah, exactly. After the final episode yeah. of Torchwood... So the final episode of Tortured Season 1 ends with they're all in the Tortured base oh. and then you hear the TARDIS noise in the background and then they all look around and Jack's just gone. Or, yeah, the hand yeah, bubbling so or something like that. that yeah. Yeah, we should have done the hand bubbling away, innit? Yeah. yeah, we should have done something. Thing is, though, I want to keep on plowing forward because we're about to overtake about time and then we're going to be ahead of them in, in, in things. <laughs> I kind of want to just plow on with the reviews. Oh, really? Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I think they do two parts as two episodes, so we've nearly caught up with them now, which I'm very happy about. Um, oh, nice. I always have an issue 
I don't think <clears> they explain very well why the doctor left Jack. I'm glad you said that actually. I, yeah, I, I I couldn't work that one out either because he he obviously recognizes him on the external CCTV, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's not like that Jack is not saying, you know, Jack is shouting, Doctor, Doctor. And so it's not it's not like I could be mistaken for somebody else. You know, it, it's quite obvious it's Jack. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's never really explained, is it? Does he not he, want to have to tell him that he can't die, basically? I, think I don't know. Out, but... Yeah, it could be that. He, he When Jack's doing thought, the bit really. where he's turning... You know, where he goes in that radiation room, he sort of says, You're a fixed point, even the TARDIS was running away from you. And it's it's sort of covered. I don't know. I just I've never ever felt very satisfied with that. And yeah, that that's one thing that really bugs me about this episode, and I suppose this series in general, because you know, spoilers alert, but Jack does travel with the doctor again. I, I just okay. I wish I had some more closure on why he abandoned him that first time and why he tried running away from him this time. But I suppose, I don't know, I suppose, yeah, just have to yeah. put that up. I mean, the, the, the thing that also kind of irked me as well, this is the third episode in a row where I've had an issue with the TARDIS being physical. I mean, are we appreciating that Jack just clung to the fucking TARDIS? <laughs> I think that's fine. Because he's invincible. I think anybody else would have died yeah, immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but that that means that if something is touching the TARDIS and holding on to it, that technically means that it can go through, like it, it can dematerialize with the TARDIS. I the weeping angels from yeah. last last week, or if a fucking pigeon lands on it, does that mean how many pigeons are going through fucking time and space <laughs> that are just, but not that would on just the die straight away, wouldn't it? That's a very good point about the angels, though. In literally the last episode, why didn't they? Oh no, that's that might be why Sally and Larry didn't materialize, dematerialize with it. Maybe there's a setting that doesn't let matter go with it. Mm. That could answer that question. (laughs) No, it could do because we thought it was weird that Sally and Larry got left behind. Maybe that's what the CD thing did. I think we've solved a plot hole there. But then, does that mean that the doctor actually wanted Jack convinced. to come through with them and was just being a dick? Mate, I don't know. I don't know. But that leads to obviously they then get out there at the end of the universe. The doctor's very, very dramatic. Right? Not even the Time Lords went this far. Why? I thought that as well. I mean, maybe because they're scared that they'll blow up or something like that and they won't be able to get back. They'll be stuck but, at the end of the universe forever. But everything's fine. Like, okay, there's these weird little alien things, the future kind or whatever they're called, but everything's fine. Australian. Why? I, Australians. Uh, yeah, it just seemed very odd, right? That that no one would go that far out. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, that that's kind of, I don't know if we go back to utopia or, or whatever like that, but I I, I did think it's a, it kind of smelt a bit of a trap. You know what I mean? Like it, it's the, the doctor even says it's dark because all the stars have been extinguished. So you're like, right, okay, fair enough. But they then just try and go, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we've got this big rocket and we're going to escape to a safe spot. And I'm like, well, if all the stars are extinguished, nowhere is technically safe, is it? Mm-hmm. So what, like, is what's it, the plan? You're absolutely right. You should definitely follow that train of thought through. But <laughs> I do also think it's just a comment on, you know, hope 
is what humans hold on to, right? They know there's probably nothing yeah. out there, but they've seen this little speck of light. That's all they need. Now they've got a purpose. Because what is life without a purpose at the end of the day? I bet it's the fucking Daleks or something stupid like that, isn't it? Well, just, you've only got a week to finish. What, oh, go on then. What was it like for the first time, really, ending on a cliffhanger and having to wait a week to watch? Oh, it? yeah. Finally, he's had to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It's pretty good. I mean, I did watch the next time trailer episode as well. Um, you know, to get the full experience of, of what it was like. Yeah, I've got to say, to, to, to wait a week to then watch that is it's quite frustrating, isn't it? I, I can I can imagine, especially especially when you're a kid as well. And let's be real, you know, the internet really wasn't around the same that it is now in two thousand and seven. So but, that must you you wasn't able to watch a YouTube video and what people think the next episode is gonna be like or hear us some is that what you've done? photos. No, I'll just watch the next oh. time episode. Uh, okay. we, uh, I do remember we used to have to go on to bbc.co.uk slash Doctor Who and you had to download like the MP3 of the trailer in like 360p or whatever it was and it would take like oh, half really? an hour just to fucking load it yeah because it wasn't like on YouTube and stuff back then mm. yeah I don't so, know if uh, I ever just watched it to be honest I just watched it when it was on and then that's it well, that's an undedicated fan right there, ladies and gentlemen. An undedicated fan. Why would you go back and just watch the trailer again? There's no need. Because I was fucking hyped for it, man. Yeah. yeah I must admit, definitely. as next time trailers go, this wasn't a great one. We've jumped right ahead. But on that, about the internet being different and everything, and we mentioned it last week with the leaks and all that. So there was huge speculation because Derek Jacoby and um, John Sim were both announced and they were both in the trailers and everything. And uh, the internet was awry with rumours that John Sim is going to be the master. So could you imagine, well, Jack, like you must have imagined, like it happened to you, finding out that this old man, Derek Jacoby, who, by the way, was probably the most famous actor they had in Doctor Who at the time, is yeah. the master, and then to immediately kill him off. What a fucking brilliant plot twist that was. Oh, I love it. I, I thought it was brilliant because... I saw I saw the the actor and thought, you know what? I mean, look, I, I know nothing about the master or anything like that, but I was like, actually, you know what? He he's a vet, he's obviously a veteran actor. Yeah. That's going to be quite interesting to have in terms of you know an actor to play someone who I'm assuming is evil. By the way, I I, I would have thought he's evil, but I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And then straight away, that as you say, they they I mean they don't kill him off; they regenerate him, but. They just get him into somebody else as someone younger, and it's like, oh, I bet. I, I wonder how many people that that like annoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because like, yeah, absolutely. I just like, oh, it's just Derek Jacoby as well. Throughout this entire, he is a soft, cuddly little teddy bear of an old man. And then the yeah. second he opens that watch, fucking hell, something just changes. Like it's so brilliantly acted and. The tension throughout this episode, or certainly when we see the Bob watch for the first time, there's that little glimmer of hope, like the little glimmer of hope of Utopia, that he is going to be a good Time Lord. And it's like, I've seen this episode a hundred times. I was like practically shouting at the telly, please be a good guy. Please go and have a hug with the doctor or something, you know? And it's so yeah. tense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and because... Again, you know, I was sitting there, I was like, wow, the Doctor's found one of his own. Like, you know, and it, it was just, you, you, it, we, um, 
like my parents recently we we got two two new kittens and we already had a cat and it was like introducing them to the for the first time again the doctor's all scared and he's like yo who's this like yeah. I don't know, you know <laughs> yeah. like and the other one's like you, you know the master's like oh no i'm the big boss and then the doctor's like oh no but i'm the big boss and then it's just <laughs> like it's just watching two kittens just meet for the first time it's really funny um yeah but yeah it's it, it's it's so He's just so gutting that he, he's just like, no, I'm evil. Which is never explained, by the way. Why is he evil? I, mean, I suppose we'll find that out. But Yeah, I mean, listen, like you, I had no idea who the master was before this. I'd never seen any Classic Who or anything. Brad, had you? Uh, no, I hadn't watched any of it either. I think I knew that he'd been in Classic Who, but I'd not watched anything or anything. That was yeah, what I was going to ask, to be fair. Sure. Have you seen anything now? Like, have you watched anything back? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. No, I've seen a few YouTube clips and stuff, but... Yeah, I wanted to know how he, because the only classic one I've got is that, I can picture him, but I can't really describe what Ainsley, it's like. something or other, he's got the goatee. Yeah, right? that, that guy. How did he turn from him into uh, the old guy in this episode? We've no idea. So every time the master appeared in classic, he was definitively killed off. Like, absolutely, oh, really? unequivocally, he's dead. There's no way he can come back. And he just did. Mm. And that sort of happens... Uh, in new as well if we're being honest nobody does do you know what i mean like it happens with it. most villains in doctor <laughs> who um yeah yeah so yeah he just he's just back it, there, there's never any explanation or anything as far as i know um and we're all over the shot this is the most un uh structured probably review that we've done but jack mm-hmm. you are not alone reveal you didn't oh, pick up that. on this easter egg the entire series you missed it well, I, I picked it up on the face of both. Thought it was this Harold Saxon nonsense. No, you are not I alone. Still, I still think the Harold Saxon is the. I, I let, let's go over that at the end because I, I still think that Harold Saxon is is the the time and um, the time lord, the master. But um, anyway, so yeah, no, I, I picked up on that because you get the little shit like kind of flashback with the face of Bo. Brad trying to misdirect me there, saying about Rose and the Doctor. Give a fuck. <laughs> what? Um, what? Uh, sorry, not the Rose of the Doctor, Martha and the, and the Doctor. And um, being you're not known. Uh, which, by the oh. way, talking to Rose, though, sorry, I've got Rose on the mind there. Um, how nice was it that Captain Jack asked after Rose? Yeah, I, I really sweet. But of course he would, right? That was the last time they saw each other. Like, we forget yeah, yeah. how far we've come, really. And, you know, for you, it's been six months. This is like three years in the making for me at the time as well. Like, don't forget that yeah. as well. The last time we saw Jack would have been two years ago. Um, no, I like all the little callbacks. It's bloody flashback central this episode, though. I'd forgotten there's the little clip of him getting his fucking hand chopped off. Stupid episode. Then there's obviously the face of both. Things. Did you pick up on Yana at all? No, no, I didn't. Y-A-N-A? No, no. I mean, Yana's a weird name. Um, but I just thought it was a future. I mean, there is literally an alien that produces <laughs> internal milk. So the, the the surname of Yana would not be something that's of you know significance to me. But no, um, if it's right in the day. Did you, Josh? No, not at all. But I remember being like, oh, when they do the Y A N, I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck, this is blown my fucking mind. It's so good. Um. <laughs> but now I like the little callback to I like also I think Martha and I'm not sure exactly when it happened has become a lot less obsessive and she is a little bit in this episode but she's certainly less uh 
like schoolgirl jealous of Rose at this point, I think. Yeah, it's almost like she's made her peace. Yeah, and I think the changing point is um, human nature and family of blood. I think when he falls in love with Joan, Joan with an N, Joan, I think that's when she realises she needs to move on. And uh, now I think she's a five-star companion. I think she's the absolute bollocks in this episode. Yeah, I thought she was really good. I mean, she's, you know, straight away, like, they're, they're in the, I guess, what you would call the laboratory. And she's like, right, what can I do? Yeah, I'll let, let me do this. I'll go do that. You know, she she she's hands-on. Just straight on and with it, she, yeah. She she's help, all the you know, time, she's trying to resuscitate Jack, like, yep. yeah. Which, by the way, how hilarious is it that he will fuck anything? <laughs> He's just like, yeah, a, bl- a, a green, blue-skinned alien monster. Yeah, all right, I'll have a go. I probably would have a go on Chanfe, though. Would you? Why not? Wonder what I'd all those tentacles can do. Yeah, but like, I'd I'd always get scared. Like, what, what if you put it in and it's like severely acidic or something like that, and it just Maybe. burns it off? Check with a finger first. Oh, <laughs> you can only do it ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd probably know after the first go. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, by that point, it's too late, isn't it? Yeah, but you're not going to put the other nine fingers in. No, 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 but like kind of nine other alien species. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then we get lots of running around. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody knows this, but David Tennant and John Barrowman, they used to race each other, and that's why on these scenes you just see Martha tailing at the back. Um, <laughs> well, it, when they run up to the, to the silo fence that first time, Martha's fucking miles away. And I was like, Doctor, what a coward. You've completely just abandoned her there. But it's not his fault that she's slow. Yeah, but he's got a duty of care. Well, what's, she, what's he going to do? Pick her up? I don't know. I just It's just very funny that she's so far behind. There's loads of interviews with her saying like she simply could not keep up. And there's John Barrowman gets annoyed and he's like, yeah, but it's because I had a big bag on my back. That's why David Tennant was faster than me. And it's quite funny, the little rivalry that they had going. So, yeah, Brad, what do you think of the dynamic of the three of them then? Uh, I'd, You know what? I'd love to see more of them as an actual... Oh, God, I nearly said TARDIS team then. But, uh, <laughs> as, like a, as, as a as fan. A companion, as a group, yeah. Um, I think they're great, to be fair. I love... like As individuals, like Martha. I love Martha. Jack as well. And then obviously David Tennant, Doctor. Brilliant. Oh, cheers, man. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're quality. Um, and they they deserved more. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think they work because they're both sort of not rejected by the doctor, but kind of rejected by the doctor a little bit. Like Jack was abandoned and Martha wants more and isn't getting it. So I think the dynamic between the two of them, I think is brilliant. I just think the way they bounce off each other this episode, I think is amazing. I just it's just a nice place to be. And you know, you mentioned TARDIS team. It's not being shoved down our throats every five minutes that they are a family and that they are a team and that they do have to work together. Ugh. Just let them yeah. be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Fan. <laughs> but um, should we talk about the Australians, the future kind then? <laughs> what do you think the of them as an antagonist, JP? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I've never been to Australia, but uh, I can imagine that that's probably what they're like. Um, it's nice Australia's to see nice people. That's Australians are nice people. <laughs> oh, we we've obviously heard different things about Australia. Really? I would. Why are we calling these aliens Australians? 
I don't know. Have I you ever seen Mad Max? Uh, yeah, I did. I was getting Mad Max vibes. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, I think I think that was filmed. Well, Mel, I think Mel Gibson's Australian, isn't he? That's right. Don't the kid have an accent as well, yeah. the Australian accent? Yeah, they they were all Australian pretty much because they I think they filmed it out in the outback in Australia. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, but I mean that that's always the joke, isn't it? That you know we. We, we unfortunately put all of our prisoners over there back in the 1800s. And yeah. And another <laughs> another spot of history that we're, we're kind of going to, you know, apologise for. But um, no, yeah, no, uh, interesting. <coughs> um, excuse me, I'm dying. The, um, they never explain the teeth. Well, I have quite a few questions that they never explain. So obviously they're just there to serve the plot. They're not a villain, but they just needed something to go wrong. So that they could split them up and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, they never explain the teeth. They never explain why they're dumb as fuck. The biggest question I have is how did they manage to infiltrate the base? I thought that as well, because they obviously like the humans obviously check for the teeth because they just go they go to the doctor, Martha and Jack, show us your teeth. Yeah, exactly. So how did this one sneak through also like they can't hold conversation as well like humans and st- like <laughs> is it an infection did she was she in there and became infected or like, i don't know yeah, it's maybe, never explained maybe she had a can of fosters <laughs> <laughs> and a barbie out the back mate <laughs> i'm sorry to any australian listeners i love you really you're lovely people but don't worry yeah. we don't actually have any but we do have new zealanders <laughs> so they'll be loving this <laughs> yes, <laughs> they'll just be there. Just we, we, we're number one in New Zealand now. That's it. But uh, uh, yeah, no, they're, yeah. They're, 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 yeah, it's it's a strange one. It really is. And what what made me laugh as well? It is a very 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 niche point. But I really like it that the AK forty seven made it all the way to the end of the world. <laughs> this the this happens the all the time, though, doesn't it? There's yeah. a couple of other like shows and movies that just use an AK forty. Has it happened in Doctor Who before, or was it something else? Oh, they'd say similar for. Um... In fact, I think that was the season one finale. Yeah, it was. Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the I'm idea sure. that it's so durable; it lasts to literally the end of the universe, the end of the world. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> They could have um, made them look a bit more futuristic, though. They put a scope on it. <laughs> it's got a scope, man. Futuristic. Um, what did you think about the whole uh, premise? Because we mentioned this slightly in um, Daleks of Manhattan. Uh, yeah. That humans are the ones that just keep on surviving keep until the end back. of the Earth. So what do you think about this little pocket of 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 humans making it to the end of the world, realistic or not realistic? Yeah, I'm, I mean, look, you know, we we have that knack to, as you say, we we have that hope, we we have that survival that we want to survive. And I just like a gush in the Doctor is as well. You know, he's just like, oh, you guys survived. You know, I I love it. I think that's quite sweet, actually. That's interesting. I have a real issue with the doctor in this episode i think he's portrayed to be at peak arrogance and it's obviously done because he gets taken down a peg you know he loses his tardis he finds out he's not the last but all the way throughout this i don't know if you can remember brad but he's like oh i'd call you a genius if i wasn't in the room oh i'm fa- i'm brilliant i'm fantastic like he's so arrogant in this episode it's unbelievable yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it's, I, th I think the word is hubris, right? Which is like pride before the fall. I think that's what they're going with. I'm using some big words in this podcast episode. I love, I'm, I, I cannot tell you, this is my favorite episode yet. I, I genuinely, whenever I do a rewatch, I always think it's Satan pit or I always think it's uh, human nature. Nah, this is the best for me. This is, I was so engaged in this. I watched it this morning. I'm hungover as fuck. And I was like, shit, man, this is, this is the shit. This is insane. This is such a good episode. So pardon my enthusiasm and big words. Um, but yeah, I think I think the doctor's a real twat in this episode. Yeah. Is that is that because it's the first time he's been in a place that there's been no time lord footprint? Interesting. Every, every point in time, I'm assuming that the time lord race were uh, you know, kind of similar to Earth, billions or what or whatever. So I'm assuming at some point someone has been to every single time and point in space, except for here for someone. Except for there. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Could be. So he's maybe a defense mechanism mm. where you know because before it, it's like you know if you're uh, say for example when I was driving the other day so like sat nav so if, if you've been to a place where you've been to before you don't need your sat nav because you know it's there you're like oh yeah I turn left at the shops over there or that's a good spot to park. But if you go to a place where you've never been before, you follow the sat-nav down to the T. You've come up with some fucking weird analogies, man. <laughs> I was driving the other day. <laughs> and last <laughs> night, apparently. Fucking... Uh, yeah, no, I, I I do know what you said. Brad, do you think it's the start of a little bit of Time Lord Victorious? Do you remember that storyline? Mm, I don't know if it's the start of it, but I can see where you're coming from, linking them together. Because he is uh, so arrogant here. He's he's arrogant, but I feel like Time Lord Victorious, he's just... Oh, I think he's even, well, he's even worse, really, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. So is this sort of the genesis of that? Because there's even things like he pulls the TARDIS in and he's like, oh, it's cheating, but I'm going to give you some extra power from the TARDIS. Like he's... And, and he's interfering with events. Like if, if this was any point in time, like he wouldn't go to the moon landing and make that happen with the TARDIS. That would be a fixed point that would have to happen, right? I, I'm, I'm fully, I'm, I'm calling it here. This is the start of the, of the time Lord Victorious. Isn't that at the point where he knows that he could be the master or knows that he's a time Lord? No, that this is all Martha's beforehand. run down and told him? No, no, this is all, all beforehand. Okay. He, you just that's mean generically I mean. helping to do the rocket. Yeah, exactly. But this is what I mean. He's, yeah. he's building up, he's building up, he's building up. He's got all this pride. He's got all this arrogance. And then when he does find out he's the master, that's when it all comes tumbling down. That's when he starts getting angry with Martha. That's when, you know, his screwdriver stops really working. He's locked. He doesn't know how. Everything's deadlocked around him. He loses his TARDIS. Like, it is the pride before the fall sort of thing. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I, I think my favourite character in this episode is Professor Yana. I think he is brilliant. Just this, yeah, I'm you know, we mentioned him, it. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We mentioned it at the start, like, it's so hard to imagine him as evil throughout most of this episode until he yeah. suddenly is, and then he's the most evil thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I think it's fucking brilliant. Um, he's topped literally only by John Sim, regenerating, literally screaming his head off into the master. What a fucking entrance. Oh, yeah, 100%. 
I mean, I, I think you, you, you hit it on the head there where he kind of, Dr. Yana just plays a broken man. You can tell there's something missing. Yeah, okay, okay. And like, and I think for, for us, you're trying to work out what is missing throughout that episode. Do and, do we at any point see the fob watch like hanging out of his pocket or something no, like, before it's revealed? That would have been quite a good thing to do. We definitely see the chain. I don't know if we actually see the watch just hanging. But, yeah. um, no, it's brilliant. But, I mean, he then just completely fucks Chantho over. And fair play to him. That shit would get annoying year on year on year. Yeah, but she's being polite. She's she's not swearing at him. But that's she's like, that's so like irritating. Up. Yeah, but that's like her rocking up every day going, you're all right, cunt, how you doing? You'd be like, well, that's a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> I just thought of a bit of an Australian. issue. Australian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My issue with this is right. I mean, again, don't know when the master was last seen before. Seen before this episode. Last seen in one half. I'm guessing, huh? Last seen in half. Okay, fair enough. So, seen in half. And I know you're saying that he comes back and he's just suddenly he's alive or whatever. Um, but one, he doesn't have a TARDIS, which means two, where did he get the Fobot from? How did he have the ability to change into a human? It's all a bit wishy-washy. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, but you pick holes, and you're he doing would've... it in this episode, I won't lie. Because <laughs> it's so, so fucking good. You're chatting absolute <laughs> nonsense. He, 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 he does his little chameleon arch thing. He's on Gallifrey at this time. It's the peak of the time war. He runs away and hides and regenerates into the baby. So there is just a lost TARDIS out there somewhere that is his. Mm. Oh, that's more cool, actually, yeah. As he gets to the end of the world, then. Because he runs away to near the end of the world. And then, like he said, all the life he's ever known has been on refugee ship to refugee ship to refugee ship. But because he's got that little bit of Time Lord still in him, he's the most intelligent one in the room. So that's why he's putting the rocket ships and everything together. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fuck off with your nitpicking. Nobody nit... <laughs> I'm the nitpicker of this podcast. And I've decided we're not doing right. this episode. In fact, no, didn't he say that he went to the end of the universe to hide? Like, the Doctor said he went to the uni- end of the universe to hide. Specifically so that the Time Lords wouldn't find him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But why did he not want the Time Lords to find him? Because he's because hiding he's from the Time Lords. He's a coward. Why, though? Because there's a time war going on. He's a, what's it called? An abscondee. Uh, yeah, an ab- uh, yeah, absolutely. That a draft able. dodger, yeah. If you know, the you... time war ended, though. No, because he's not a Time Lord anymore. Because he rewrites his DNA. Fucking hell, Brad. Jesus Christ. God, I really want to find holes. There is no hole in this episode. It's genuinely (laughs) perfect. I did say there was... Captain Jack on the TARDIS. No, that works for me. That absolutely works for me. Um, There's a lot of holes. The only hole in this episode is this whole future kind thing and how did she get into the base, but... I'm happy to breeze over that because it's so fucking good. Also, there is the scene, I don't know if you'll remember this, Brad, but when the guards find her and shoot her and like she just doesn't react to the bullets whatsoever. She just just a shot of her standing perfectly still as like you can hear a barrage of bullets heading her way. It's a little bit odd. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's a great hole to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he just chills... <laughs> He just chills. He just kills Chantho. Um, pretty like just fucking electrocutes her to death as well. I was shouting at the telly. Just fucking shoot him though. You've got a ranged yeah. weapon, and he's got yeah. a stick of electric. 
just just shoot her, uh, shoot him. Do you know what I mean? But she does in the end, and that's how we get the John Sim Master. Honestly, this last fifteen minutes of this episode is just fucking excellent, absolutely excellent. JP, then of uh, well, firstly, John Sim is the master's little regeneration thing. Yeah, awesome. It's the only other person we've seen that Eccleston regenerate, and John Sim comes in and he fucking kills it, man. He's so, oh, voice, new voice. Oh, yes, love this. If the doctor could be young, then so. Oh, man, it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing, I guess this is probably never answered, but does that mean that a oh, time can... can regenerate in any TARDIS? You can regenerate uh, anywhere. Yeah, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. It you just so happens. Yeah, it just so happens Eccleston regenerated in the TARDIS. If every doctor except for Jodie Whittaker has regenerated in the TARDIS. Um, it's just a good scene, isn't it? It's like uh, something that's like, uh, what's the word? Synonymous with every doctor sort of thing. Yeah, it's sort of like a rite of passage. It's a tradition. Yeah. 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 Um, also, second thing, what happens to the old security hologram? What do you mean? Well, literally in Blink, we established that the TARDIS has some kind of defense mechanism. Yeah. For, for intruders when the doctor's not there. Good the point. doctor literally isn't in the TARDIS. Someone else walks in and he can just pilot the TARDIS. I would say, one, the TARDIS door is open the entire time. So I'd say that's yeah. the equivalent of not locking your car. The security system is probably yeah. not on. Yeah. Also, he is a Time Lord. If anyone knows how to turn it off, it's going to be him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. Because, mm, uh, like, the TARDIS is very much the doctor's, but. I don't even know if we found out yet, but like the ev- every time Lord had a TARDIS, basically, like it's it's revealed in future episodes. The Doctor, when he the original Doctor, when he's leaving Gallifrey, he just runs down into the workshop and runs into the first one that he finds, and it just the reason that his TARDIS was in the workshop is because the chameleon circuit was broken, and that's why it's always a police box. He just picked one that was being yeah. repaired and he stole it. So. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. The master would know of all people how to turn that security hologram off. So John Sim, he's in the TARDIS, he's deadlocked it. Doctor can't do anything. Whips up his sonic screwdriver. Some things blow up in the TARDIS, and the master's gone. Uh huh. JP, let's hear it. What are your finale predictions? Right, here's what I'm predicting. Martha says she knows the the master's voice. Yeah. She says, I know that voice. Now, the only voice that we've been hearing through when we've been with Martha and her mum is Mr. Saxon. I'm calling it now. Is that his voice? Yep, on the radio. No. I'm calling it now that Mr. Saxon Uh, is actually the master, and that's why why Mr. Saxon was interested in the Doctor, i.e. getting Martha's mum to record conversations, work out where he is in time, etc., etc., Okay, okay. Oh, it's a good theory. I like that. Yep. I don't think we have heard his voice, though. I think they've just been talking about Mr. Saxon. Yeah, we I'm definitely sure he haven't. Came over the radio. No, no, it wasn't Mr. Saxon. It was another one of his representatives. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, you only have to wait a week to find out. On a scale of one to ten, how hyped are you for this finale? Oh, ten. Hundred percent. This is. This is going to be, I feel like this is going to be like kind of the, the floodgates opening now. This is, 
they could go from so many directions from this. So huh. yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is, is the this... second best finale of all time. I I'm gonna argue it's the best. JP, is this the know. most hyped for a finale you've been? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe last season's finale. Really? Well, just because I knew Rose was in theory dying. But did you didn't going into it though? I don't think. I don't. There is so the last episode before <laughs> before the finale is um, the Olympics one, and there's no lead into the finale it's very much one adventure finishes then it's the finale i think this is the first yeah. and it's sort of the same with season one as well it's they do their last adventure with the slovene and then the next episode is they're getting abducted from the title so i think this is the first one you know it's certainly the first three-parter we've got and it is technically a three-parter oh man i'm i cannot tell you how fucking excited i am for this i am guest yeah. to watch it again they are quite literally fucked. They've got no TARDIS. They're stuck at the end of the universe. How the fuck do they get out? Well, you watched the next time trailer, didn't you? I did. Yes, I did. They obviously get out, but um, well, there's no, there's no um, clips of them in the next time trailer. Oh yeah, the clips of who? Because it's only it's only the it's only the master, isn't it? It's literally oh. just the master. Yeah, there's no sign of. Uh, the Doctor and Martha and Jack at all. So predictions? What do you think? You've you've given your your, your master slash um, Harold Saxon theory. What do you think is going to happen with the Doctor and Martha and Jack? Well, because I, I don't know to be honest, because they're a bit fucked. Because they can't even get on the ship because they launched the ship, didn't they? Yeah. So they they can't escape there. Maybe they link up with the uh, with the Australians. <laughs> they, 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 they share they share a, a can of fosters over over a barbecue and you know reminisce about punching koalas out of trees oh man do you know i've actually never seen a mad max i think it's supposed to be very good you never they're really good i really like them yeah yeah no never seen one um anything to add for this 10 out of 10 episode no i i i just the only no, in fact, that, that's it really. Um, my, my last note was they are a bit they're, they're a bit fucked, aren't they? They really are so, a little yeah. bit fucked, yeah. Um, Brad, anything to add for the episode that you didn't watch? Uh, no, I don't think so. But just I'm just thinking about uh, the reveal from the finale, the very sad reveal, the very sad um, reveal, yeah. Just remember, remember the sky's made of diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Keep that line in your head. Keep that in your keep that in your mind. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about the Doctor's oh, hand. Basically. We sort of briefly mentioned it in Torchwood. That making a little creepy yeah. reappearance. I love Martha's reaction to that. I think that's brilliant. Um, what else? Yeah. Speaking of that little boy, just child labors back in the future. Excellent. Good news. Yep. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I've got anything else. Up. To me. This is perfect, Doctor Who. This is as... I, and I forgot how fucking good this episode was. Um, I just thought of more, another little nitpick. Um, there we go. The bit where Jack goes into the chamber. Yeah. It's like, whatever degrees, like it's really hot in there. Yeah. No, it's not. And I know it is hot, isn't it? No, I think it's. Radio, both, radio, I, I think it's a little bit hot from the engines, but it's also radioactive. Yeah, he touches it and he like burns his hand. It is hot in there. Yeah. Um, 
I know, I know he's, he's immortal, but surely he would have like died and then come back to life at some point. He just does it. Yeah, but surely but, the radiation should have like done something. And yeah, I get what you mean. He should have killed yeah. over and then jumped up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the point is the radiation kills you so slowly that he's sort of regenerate. He's coming back to life at the same rate, so he doesn't kill over. Do it's fine. That, it just, just works. Stop it. It just all that would have happened <laughs> is it would have it would have wasted time watching him keep on falling over and getting up and falling over and getting up. It works. It's fine. It's good. It's I do good. think that's a great scene though. His like heart to heart with the doctor. I, I love that scene. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I was what would happen if you chopped his head off? Or as well, does he grow a new head or does he grow a new body? Or both? What would happen there, if there, he chopped his body off? Jack? I feel like we should do this for science. He gets blown up in a tortured episode and he just grows back together because they put all of his does pieces he? in one bag. Yeah. It's fucking grim. I need to rewatch death. Tortured. I can't remember we, much of it. I'm fully up for doing tortured. Um because it's fun. And it was also it was also our best performing YouTube video for quite some time as well, which was interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. But no, listen, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. Fucking love it. We are shadow of a doubt. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Best Doctor Who yet. Yeah. David Tennant is on form. There's arguments. Episodes like this is what makes him the best Doctor. There's an argument to be mm. had right there. Oh, oh, is that you saying that? You say that? <laughs> this to me, is 10 times better than Blink. And Blink's a good episode, but this is a good Doctor Who episode. Uh, Brad, love it or hate it? Even though you didn't watch it? Yeah, I love it. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to go, <laughs> literally going to go and watch it after this, but, you know, I remember <laughs> most of it anyway. Great, great episode. And JP? Love it. Of course I do. It's it's everything. It's, it, you know, it's kind of fucky time, time plots and drama. Fucky running time. Plots. What time plot? What fucking time <laughs> you don't see that in the BBC description, do you? Fucky time plots. <laughs> but no, it's it's good. It's everything the Doctor Who should be, which I really like. Yeah, no, I mean, just top tier television. It genuinely is. Um, but on that note, we've got the next time to look forward to. Two-parter, Sound of the Drums, Last of the Time Lords. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm oh, we also we get the Marvel helicopter. Uh, what's it called? What's that thing called? Grass? The what? What? Oh, uh, the, the, Valiant. the the Valiant. Yeah, yeah. What's that called in Avengers? Uh, the big floaty ship in the sky, Jack. I don't know what it's called. On the helicarrier. Yes, yeah, the that. helicarrier. That's it. We get that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. I'd spoil anything, but yeah. Well, not as excited as I thought you would be. So on that note, we'll uh, move swiftly on. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for the engagement and everything. I would like to point out, boys, that um, Blink is our most listened to episode since I disappeared. Um, so I'm undeniably well, yeah, the, the two episodes host. we did were terrible. No, Human <laughs> Nature and Family of Blood. Oh, yeah, I forgot we'd done that one without you, to yeah, be fair. Exactly. How many did we, we do three without you, then? No. Well, technically uh, three. 42. 42 of their human nature, yeah. I thought it was one before that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, by far the most day one downloads we'd had pretty much since we started, actually. So it's good to be back. Mm. Glad my listeners have returned. And, of course, why would you if I'm not here? So 
No, it's good to be back. Looking very much forward to the two-party next week. And again, thank you for your engagement and everything. Do your little sign-off, boys. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you as always, guys. Uh, Josh has just pretty much stolen my thunder there. But uh, no, it's, uh, no, we really do appreciate everything. And uh, we will see you next week for the Season 3 finale. Bradley. Farewell. Sorry. Slowed out then. <laughs> and you've also just disappeared into the fucking fridge, apparently, or somewhere. What? <laughs> You did. You sounded like you were underwater for a second there. Oh, I think I had my thumb over the speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, we are a very professional podcast. And on that note, I shall bid you adieu and adios, amigos.